Hello, everyone. Crypto traders around the world. Crypto Talk Radio, Basic Cryptonomics is back with another episode. Thankful for you joining us here today. Let's kick this off real quick. Won't take us long. We've got a couple bits and bulbs to get out of the way, and then we'll jump right into this. CryptoTalkRadio.net is the site. You can check out all of our various episodes, download, listen. We appreciate if you'd spread the word. The more people that we get listening to our show and our various episodes, the more people we get on board with what we're doing. The greater we can be, the more we can serve you. We appreciate you. We appreciate any word that you can spread as well. And CryptoTalkRadio.net continues to be updated. We are adding content constantly until we are satisfied with the outcome. So keep tuned on that same channel for more and more to come in the future. And we will let you know anytime that we make any changes that are significant, at least, or anything that's new launched. Of course, our Triad membership in the upper right corner, click that, and it'll let you know about the different plans that we have available if you want to support the show. Keep us doing what we're doing. Pass up us a little bit of money. It's not a lot, but you get a lot of value for each of those tiers. Check that out at CryptoTalkRadio.net. Let's go ahead and get into our internal news for today. Let's go ahead and do my Endeavor update. I want to keep you guys in the loop. That's the only reason I do it. Endeavor continues, and I had a pretty candid conversation about the contract. I want to try to revisit it, make sure I get what I'm supposed to get in terms of the rate. I make good money, but it's not really the rate that I normally would get. So I have to talk to my contact sometime this week and just have the chat. The hard conversation, I know what he's going to say. He's going to say that the budget is what the budget is, and that's fine. just means that my client won't get necessarily exactly what they want, and we'll just have to be okay with it. And they've largely backed down somewhat because they understand that as per the contract, there's they can't just have anything. They can have certain things, but unless we fix the contract, they can't have anything. And then there's other terms that unfortunately limit some options. Let's see what the flexibility is on those, if we can renegotiate those, get them fixed. Let's see how that all pans out. But as it stands, everything's still going as, as it was. It's still the roller coaster. Nowhere near as bad as it was before. I think they're more receptive to my fixing but they still have kind of this desire to try to make me do things that aren't going to work. And they're just kind of have to deal with it. And I don't want them to feel that way. I want them to be happy and satisfied and content with the service. But to do that, got to make sure I'm paid what I'm supposed to get paid, which is higher than what I currently am paid. So we'll get there. So it's going to take some time. This of course means that relocation is not going to happen. I'm pretty sure it's not going to happen in July. The current uh, lease is, I need to give them notice by the last day of August as to what I plan to do. So I will have to pay for the month of uh, August for sure. And then the month of September for sure. And then make a decision probably sometime in the month of August so that I can tell them what yay or nay by the end of August, they sent me a renewal offer. It's like $300 more per month. And it's like, that's not going to work for me, brother. And so I just have to make some moves again. I'm financially fine so I can do it. It's just dealing with other stupidity and then where I go, that matters as well. There's a lot to think about. And at worst, what I could do is just kind of marinate on the money and buy a house, which I hadn't planned to do. But as it stands, I may need to just do that just because everything's so jacked up out here. I'm, I'm appalled. Frankly, I, I don't really know what to think about the current state of a thing. So that's where I'm at. CTR continues and specifically around the triad, the uploads continue some of the upload estimates, the sizes were a little bit off, but they will be uploaded and they will be notified to the tribe membership. And as a funny note, LinkedIn completely 
jacked up my account the moment I tried to pay them for some things I was doing with the triad. And they, of course, takes two weeks for them to review it. So I don't have access to LinkedIn right now, which is fine because I don't really use it. But it means that our updates for the podcast, CryptoTalkRadio.net, only go right now to Facebook and Twitter due to this fiasco. I'm hoping they get back to me and restore access to the account because there was nothing that was done wrong other than trying to pay them, which I, in hindsight, regret now because of their nonsense. But that's where we're at. We'll see how it all goes. Uh, Other side note, doesn't really affect anybody listening, but I want you to be aware. This recording is using my new hardware setup. It is not the full final hardware setup, but it is using a newer hardware setup. And this hardware setup minimizes the time for me to process audio. So it actually cleans it up as I record. Our Leicester Live every week is going to be using it. And I'm very excited about that. So I I have almost all the pieces in place. This is because I have invested into what I'm doing. I am in for the long haul. I enjoy what I'm doing. My next mission is to just kind of grow the triad. Build the community. We have the Discord channel out there. Anybody can join the Discord, by the way. If you're curious about the Discord, it's small at this point because right now it's just the triad members and like one or two other folks. But you can go to CryptoTalkRadio.net slash Discord and accept the invite. Read the terms. You're welcome to join. Everybody can be there. We stream into what's called the Smoke Lounge, all of our YouTube shows as well. So if you just want to have kind of that community place to chat about what we're doing, that's where I would direct you. Let's go ahead and chat about cryptocurrency at a brief level. I don't have an underdog token, mostly because the one I was going to talk about uh, turned out to be in the crapper, so that saves me time. But I want to talk about a couple of things. First of all, Celsius. Celsius, of course, is the, the big one that was a lot of loans and funding and money and everything else out there. And Celsius, they had hard times. They cut down the withdrawals. They said that they were losing a lot of money and they didn't know what was going to happen. Well, just recently, they've cut 150 jobs. This just happened. So the withdrawals cut down so they could try to stop the bleed. And then they said, we need to get some restructuring people in here. We need to figure out our people. Because basically, they were just too too stacked. They were built under a growth assumption. That's just be growing, growing, growing. I made the statement on some of our YouTube coverages that a lot of these companies, they build their structure based on a bull market. And they don't seem to understand the bear market. Well, the reason that this one specifically frustrates me is that a lot of them are taking windfalls. They're taking golden parachutes when they leave. And there's no harm to the CEO level. Like when 150 people lose their jobs, the C-level, they're not losing money. So understand, though, that Celsius is based in multiple countries. So I'm not targeting this as an American-only thing or a UK thing. It's not country-specific. I'm saying that in the crypto business, A lot of these companies are basically just crashing and burning under their own pressure that they self-created. And what happens is the low-level person suffers. And because I said on casual talk radio, it's harder to get work. It's harder to get employment. These are very specialty jobs, mind you. These, you might have some financial specialists, right? Or some data analysis, general IT, maybe. But a lot of them need to have specific cryptocurrency knowledge. Cryptocurrency was in very high demand last year, arguably. The same cannot necessarily be said about the current year because of the price declines. Celsius is not the only one doing it. Of course, Coinbase had cut like a thousand people and Bybit cut people, Wobi cut people, Banksa cut people. Everybody's been cutting people. And these are all byproducts of what we saw with these great crypto crash and everything that's happening around it. 
Well, you got to think about something. You got to think about how insolvent these companies were operating. They must have been operating. Now, mind you, the sea levels bankrolling, right? But I'm talking in terms of the budget that they set aside for their growth and their staff. They were basically working under extremely slim margins. And they were not working under the idea that a bear market could happen at any time. This means that no matter what, this was going to happen. It just tended to be, okay, this is going to happen. We, we have to wait for it to happen, wait for it to pass, and it's going to happen again. This is why I said we have to kind of come to grips with it. None of this is unusual. None of this is unexpected. It should have been expected across the board. I think the reason people are kind of cut off guard is because the, the scope, the scale of crash. But you got to understand it was always a house of cards because of the lending of money. A lot of these organizations were working under borrowed money. When you borrow money to lend money and then lend the money to borrow money, which is what a lot of them were doing, you were at risk of something like this happening. So it does not surprise me. It did not surprise me. But it's also why I was so skeptical and hesitant to say that cryptocurrency is on this mounting success. And I learned after I got in it to stop going after these one-off projects. If you notice, everybody is going after the short pump projects to get the money and then get out. It's no different than a casino at that point. That's really what we're at. And I wasn't really on board with that strategy. I, I understand people that have that strategy. I respect them if they do. But for me, it didn't even make any sense. I always wanted to have strong, stable projects that were going to be around for the long haul because I understood that it's too much. Like you think about the stress level. You think about the mental pressure it takes to always be watching graphs, always be watching for new projects. And then the timing of buying into something, the timing of the pump, the timing of the crash, all these gimmicks that come in the way. There's so much in place that I, I never will support that for people. I don't want people to get trashed. And that's what ends up happening a lot of times is we run into the situation left and right now where these new projects spin up and say, we're going to jump in. It's usually a pre-sale, which irritates me. And then people get wrecked because they can't time it. And then they get stressed because they were banking on getting rich. And I'm hopeful, maybe I'm naive, but I'm hopeful that people are less likely to look for those quick pump opportunities for the reasons that I stated, which is, I don't think cryptocurrency is going to thrive under that. I do think that we need to get to basic fundamentals and look for strong projects long-term, not trying to be a millionaire overnight. It may happen, but not necessarily banking on it. This is all my opinion. People are free to ignore what I'm saying. If you're listening to the channel and you're not a subscriber, you, this is the first time you've heard me say that. And I'm pretty consistent if you go back in history, I don't support these projects that are just for quick pump. I like long-term stability because I don't want anybody getting trashed. If you're a gambler, I, rec yeah, I respect and support your right to be a gambler, and that's cool. But I just don't agree with it myself. And if you listen to my channel for an extended period of time, you will hear me re repeatedly say I don't really support the gambler mentality because I think that ultimately you're just going to get trashed. <laughs> almost every time. It, it feels like it's a constant. It feels like it's a guarantee, in my opinion, anyway. Bitcoin then, which pretty much backs all of this business, Bitcoin is struggling around the 20,000 mark as it has done, and we're still not out. So if you're wondering uh, about, okay, what's going on? What's the future? Da, 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 da. Right now, where we're at is we are not out of this issue. We are still dealing with borrowed money. And the borrowed money was a house of cards. And as these companies either get shut down, forced shut down, or 
they shut down on their own, like the Three Arrows Capital very recently, they're going to cause a domino effect. We're going to see other companies that were dependent on those to essentially shut down. Now, here's what's interesting about all this business. Some of these companies, specifically like Three Arrows, they were trying to do some digging, try to figure out, okay, what went wrong here? What's more information about what's happening here? How did this happen? Where did the money go? So that they can try to recoup the money. As I've said before, when I was interviewing uh, Adam, Mr. Adam Roberts for HODL token, one thing I called out is the fact that in crypto, you really don't have any protections. In the, in the fiat side, there are layers and layers of laws and protections because the fiat is beneficiary of the governments. With Three Arrows, what they found was that people were trying to dig into the paper trail, try to find where the money went, how did we lose this much money, what the heck's going on, and they weren't able to trace it all down. And now they're curious, okay, this is very obscure. They found this entity off, and it looks like it's based out of China, and the entity is pretty much just the base operations for it. So they were exchanging with this entity. The entity continues to trade as of now, but there's no, there's no legality. They're not able to breach this wall. There are certain similar things with LLCs. So when you form an LLC in the United States, you as an owner or one of the owners of many, basically there's a what's called piercing the veil, which means that the LLC, the reason it's called limited liability company, it limits the liability on its owner. So the company basically incurs all the liabilities, all the risk, all the things, unless there's some law that's broken or something else, and then they want to try to go after the owners to get their money back, that's called piercing the veil, to identify who the owners are and get access to the funds. Now, the registration information is public information for LLCs, but the people who register may or may not be the owner that they're going after. It's a whole big thing. That's what's happening really here is you've got this entity now who apparently was responsible for some of this exchange over the counter for Three Arrows Capital, and they can't pierce the veil around this third-party organization. So then there's accusation basically saying that this third-party company was somehow involved and might have access to some of the money that disappeared when Three Arrows was crashing. And so then Three Arrows, now they filed for bankruptcy out here in the United States. They were forced to shut down overseas. This new third-party company called TPS Capital has removed any link to Three Arrows Capital in all of its sites. Well, that's kind of sketchy. This is why I say that, you know, the whole industry is shady. And I don't support or trust projects that try to do this because I understand when you're dealing with borrowed money or lent money, this is the risk that you're going to have where something outside of your control just totally tanks a project. And I don't know that everybody's going to get their money back on the three arrows and the three arrows. Unfortunately, a lot of these companies were using that funding as a source for some of their backing money. So then the open discussion now is, well, how many more of these are there going to be? How many more crashes are we going to get? And what effect will that continue to have on Bitcoin? Meaning that people don't think that Bitcoin is done with its bleeding because there's going to be a lot more sell pressure yet to come in the future. So now other companies came out and they said, you know, people, we, these are mining companies now. They said, you know, we're just going to go ahead and sell our Bitcoin uh, off that we've mined that we were sitting on. So they're self-mining them and then they're selling them off and then they're using that to pay off the proceeds to keep things sustained. Well, the more that they're selling these, it's just creating more self-pressure because it's helping depress the price. It actually would be better for them not to sell, but the reason they have to sell 
is because of the economic pressure, larger economic pressure, and their inability to pay the bills. When I say the bills, of course, you got to pay people's salaries. You got to pay for property taxes. You have to pay for supplies, utilities. There's all these different things. And then because they are mining companies, they have to pay for the land, the permits, and everything else that goes into maintaining these operations. Without the mining operations, supplies start to get constrained on the crypto side. So you now have potentially another bubble as yet forming with the mining companies because without the mining companies, we are no longer going to be able to replenish the supply. There's still some supply that has not been mined for Bitcoin. So we would only be able to work with what's already in circulation, which unfortunately is currently under excess self-pressure. So there's a lot happening. Summary of what I said is Bitcoin is hurting now and is expected to continue to hurt. I had a prediction of third quarter of 2022. I don't have any reason to think that it's not going to, but we have to wait and see. Time will tell. Um, July, August, September would be the third quarter. So we have just started that third quarter. So we have to see what the sprint, basically the time passage is going to look like. And if my prediction pans true or we continue to see more red. People theorize it's going to go even lower. I still maintain, I don't think it's likely. Is it possible? Absolutely. I don't think it's likely, just likely because of how many people are holding it and there's still base popularity. There's still buy pressure. It's just not enough to offset the sell pressure. The last update I'll bother you with here is some companies were thinking about acquiring exchanges. So there were a lot of exchanges that were talking about selling off their business to other companies when they started seeing that their funding was insolvent. This has now slowed down. We're seeing less of these companies try to go and do these uh, acquisitions of these other companies because they realize that it's not going to be profitable. Instead, there's a rush now towards more on the descent side to decentralize swaps, basically. We're seeing more of those come out. We're seeing more of them offer limit orders. We're seeing more of them offer stop or stop loss, right? We're seeing more of the staking. We're seeing more of Zap. Zap is starting to become more of a thing. Zap, of course, simply means I have a cryptocurrency and I want to quick add it as a liquidity pair into an exchange led largely by BuySwap, but then PancakeSwap just recently launched its Zap. So the decentralized side is taking this as an opportunity to ramp up its operations and kind of get in front of it and see what they can do with it. Now, I've always said, I don't believe we can survive in just a descend world. The reason I say that is because descend cannot give you access to fiat because descend does not have access to regular fiat. Descend is only the cryptocurrency. We have to have centralized exchanges in order to have access to fiat. If we don't have OTC, AKA over the counter, where you're selling directly to somebody. The OTC exchange is a niche at this point. It's hard to find people that would have enough money to be able to give you what you would want for your cryptocurrency. So I've always felt that the centralized exchanges are necessary. Unfortunately, in the United States, at least, the one that kind of runs the roost is going to be Coinbase and they're having issues as well. My summary on this is I think the rush to descend is doomed to fail. I'm not suggesting they do nothing. I'm saying that we need centralized exchanges. What we need in the centralized exchanges, though, is for them to stop borrowing money for operations. They need to have their own liquidity, as in their own fiat, their own crypto selection sources, based on their own funding, not based on borrowed money. I don't know that we'll ever get to that point. I think all of them are going to have to borrow money at points. I don't think they're going to be able to get to a point where they're not borrowing money, and that means that we're going to go through this again. 
and again and again as the industry starts to disrupt. So for my call to action for everybody listening, if you're in projects that you believe in, right, whether that's the core tokens or there's some project or projects you believe in, make smart decisions about your investment at all points. Make sure you're taking care of your family. Make sure you're keeping yourself fed. Make sure you're taking care of your basic essentials. Don't gamble on this stuff. Please don't. If you are a gambler at sorts, I'll respect your choice. I don't necessarily agree with it, but it's your money. I feel like you should hold on to the core essentials, core tokens, hold on to the projects you truly believe in. Don't YOLO into anything at all, regardless of bear, but in general here, and be smart. Just be smart about when you spend money. Even if it seems tempting because it's in the gross red, let's say you wanted to stack Bitcoin because you believe it's going to go back up. That's probably not a bad strategy if you believe that. I'm saying that all these one-off alt projects and all them, they may survive, but we're going to find a lot of them that just crash and burn. We just saw with stacked finance, it crapped, crashed and burned. Seifu crapped to its near bottom. It's in slight recovery, but nowhere near where its peak was. Libro crapped out. Titano crapped out. All of these tokens are crapping out. We can partially blame the bear, but in some of them, it is simply the nature of the fundamentals that were lacking all along to where none of these tokens and some of these companies like Celsius, none of them were ever built to support the investors during a bear season. They were built to assume a bull period. Well, I like to see projects think a little bit deeper than that. And so I've never supported some of the ones that are out there and I've always kind of looked the other way. They're free to do whatever they want to do. I simply don't support their strategy based on my impression. I always want to see tokens that think about the bear period more than the bull because the, the bull is easy at points and hard at others. The bear is a constant. You're always going to sell. You're always going to sell pressure. So if you know that you can make it work in bear, you should be able to take care of your investors that way, in my opinion. I'll wrap up with just a quick note. If you're listening to the show and you have not checked out our site, CryptoTalkRadio.net, I do encourage you to. And I do encourage you to check out our tribe membership. I mention it now because... I have, I have launched a token available for our tribe members. July is my self-imposed deadline to have the dashboard available and then it'll start distributions to our tribe members. I'm not calling out the tribe membership solely because of the token. You got to understand that the whole basis, the whole purpose behind the tribe membership is to rethink how we do cryptocurrency, number one. Number two, build community the way it's supposed to be done. And anybody that wants to join along for the ride, I don't think it's asking a lot of money and you get a lot of value. We have a lot of stuff built into the program, a lot of benefits, unlike anybody else. And I call that out now because in my closing note, there was a project, NFT project that still kind of exists, but it's nowhere near what it was. And they were giving away, there were two of them, and they were giving away NFTs. One of them, he stopped, but the other one, he was still giving away NFTs. He built this whole big portal. You can claim your NFTs and you didn't have to pay for them and you can join the Patreon, support the show, his thing, and then you could get free NFTs and this whole elaborate thing. And then all of a sudden he stopped and nobody knew what happened to him and people were upset for like a month or two because the Patreon, you're still paying this guy. And the in exchange for the Patreon, you're supposed to get certain perks. Now, normally Patreon's supposed to kick you off if you don't deliver your perks. It's supposed to kick you completely off. I've seen people get kicked off for not delivering the perks. They promised for whatever reason he was exempt from that, probably because of the number of subscribers. He made a lot of money off this. He recently came back and he said that basically he just got tired of doing, he got tired of working because at some point he had quit his job to go full time on the NFT side, which I think was a stupid mistake. I understand why he did, but I think it was a stupid mistake. 
So the result is that he was giving his full to this NFT project, but then his wife was not getting the time she needed. And so he was being stretched thin. Quitting his job freed up some time, but then he's still working full-time on the NFT side, not enough time with his wife, and he got into the rut, and he basically just didn't want to do. Well, I understand as somebody who's a content creator. However, I believe that when you commit, you got to have the fortitude to do this. You got to have the fortitude to give your all and you have to show up. Like to me, you just have to, you'd have to do it. There are times I get up in the morning and I feel like I don't want to record, but I have to do it because it's a commitment I made and I'm not going to let something else get in my way. And that's time management. I have to balance time. I have my endeavor. I work them full time. And then I work my personal life. And then I work with you guys, Crypto Talk Radio, Casual Talk Radio, Combat Talk Radio, plus other business things that I do. But I make it work because I've made a commitment to those listening to my show. I'm a content creator. It's the choice I made. It's to me an excuse to not show up. And if there was something like I'm physically incapable of delivering what I said, to me, my obligation is to tell you guys, hey, this is what's happening. I'm not going to be able to do it. Like if I'm in a hospital or something. I still have to communicate these things. Now, it could be that I, you know, fall into a coma or something and I cannot do. But to me, the obligation is to let other people make sure they're aware what I do and make sure they're part of the community so they can communicate and something happens. Like, all of these are obligations. And what I'm saying is that I have built the triad to redesign. And that's part of the motivation, right, is I see all these other projects that started out good and they had good velocity and they had tens of thousands of followers paying for a service. And then all of a sudden they stop getting what they're supposed to get. And then they don't get communication. And it seems endemic to cryptocurrency. Triad was me saying, I'm not going to do that. It's unacceptable. And I'm going to prove I can no longer raise the bar. I've got to be the bar. I've got to show what that means. And there's a bit of a trust. However, the value that I've already presented, I'm already exceeding it in terms of the delivery because the podcast is free that you're listening to now. If you wanted our guest audio, that's free. You get that now. Our YouTube is free. You get that now. But let's say you wanted the video for our podcast guests. That's part of the membership. Uh, Our token that I created, that's part of the membership. And so many other value-add benefits that are exceeding the regular that you get. You already get a core benefit, and I enjoy doing it. Even though I'm not paid for the core, I enjoy doing it because I feel that that's my obligation. And if I've committed to doing it, I'm going to keep showing up because I want to be better than everybody else, better than the rest. So my impassioned plea to you guys is if you are or have been in any community where you've been dissatisfied, I encourage you to take a look at the tribe membership in the upper right corner of our site. Check out the perks and benefits that I've got. And if you've been in any way benefited from the coverage that we do on the podcast, check out our YouTube channel, check out the coverage I do. And if you see that, no, this guy's killing it, consider joining the triad membership because you're joining a community that's better than the rest, not just following the leader. That'll do it for today's Crypto Talk Radio episode. I want to thank you for listening today. We know you've got choices. CryptoTalkRadio.net, if you would, we would appreciate. At the very top, we have a contact form. Fill that out. Let us know what your thoughts are. If we're doing great or something you don't like, we always love to hear from our listeners. If you don't mind spreading the word, we would also appreciate that. If you think other people would benefit from the type of coverage that we do. We work hard to try to be different than every other type of podcaster or YouTuber that's out there. So hopefully we're on track with that. Finally, our YouTube channel, of course, is that basic cryptonomics. If you want to find us on there, 
Those are dedicated, specific, exclusive types of episodes. So you'll hear things there that you won't hear on the podcast and vice versa. Check us out there for more quick and dirty coverages. Until next time, take care.